0: All right, our text for this evening is from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, the Spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. Uh, About three years ago, my family moved into the neighborhood right down the way. uh, University Terrace right across the right across the bridge and there is this big oak tree in the back of our yard when we first move in. And we can tell that it's kind of been cut back in significant areas. And over the next couple of summers that we live there, of course, Texas summers are really hot, and the heat waves come lots of days of 100 plus degree. And we discover through these heat waves that this tree, this monstrous oak tree in our backyard, is rotting from the inside out. And we discover that because we'll wake up in the morning, and there's a huge 30-foot branch in the middle of our backyard that has just cracked right off the side of the tree, landed on our air conditioner. Another one broke off and landed on our garage uh, we started to get really embarrassed by this tree, because if you look from the street to the back of our house, it was so ugly. We called it Snaggletooth. <laughs> because one side of the tree was plush with, with leaves, and the other side was completely dead. And that's where all the crows and birds hung out and pooped in our yard and all of our things. And uh, it was just, it was wicked. You know, branches going like this and down under. It was a, It was an eyesore. We started to get concerned though that with all these falling branches that one would, you know, fall on our house and damage it more than it had or worse yet that our kids would be playing and something would fall on them while they were playing and so we had to make the hard decision to bring an arborist in and look at the tree and basically diagnose for us what we were afraid of that it had suffered the equivalent of heat stroke or heat exhaustion and it was just Dying a slow or really not slow death in our backyard. And so we had to do the very expensive thing of hiring a tree service to come in and remove this tree. So I left one day for work, the tree service came, I came home, and it was gone. This is what I saw in the back of my yard. Uh, They had to get up in the tree and rope off every piece to bring it down because it was in such a, a tight location. And um, you know, I remember coming back, you know, in the, in the good old days, they, they, when they didn't have the stump grinders, you know, these days they have those big grinders that kind of rotate like this and they dig down into the stump and, do, 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 and they just, they turn it into mulch like it did in my backyard. But in the good old days, before the grinders, you would just see a stump. And there's a certain sense of finality about that stump that once it's a stump... Um, It's dead in the ground. It's over. It's done. There's not going to be a tree that comes up out of the ground again. Even more final, there's not going to be a tree that comes up out of the ground from the remains of the ashes as they were of that old tree. The prophet Isaiah uses this image of a tree being cut down As a metaphor for the southern kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom of Palestine called Judah, the people of Judah, God's people were like a tree that was rotting from the inside out. They were unfaithful to God. They worshipped idols and gave their allegiance to other people. They were they were unjust to the poor, uh, to the vulnerable widows and orphans. They were they were sinful in their interactions with other people. And so God calls Isaiah to bring this word to them about judgment that was going to come. And God says to Isaiah in Isaiah 6, As the terebinth and oak leave stumps in the ground when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. The holy seed, the the nation of Israel, the people of God and their king, that would be gone. It would be cut down to a stump. And that is, in fact, exactly what happened in uh, the eighth century, late eighth century B.C., Assyria, the first superpower of the world, comes in and sacks the northern kingdom of Israel and takes them away to Assyria in the early sixth century B.C., the foreign emperor uh, empire of the time that overtook Assyria, Babylon comes to the Southern Kingdom. Judah sacks the Southern Kingdom and deports many of the, the Israelites and Jewish people living there back to Babylon. God's people in those in those uh, conquests were cut down to the stump. They were devastated and decimated. This is a really powerful and sobering. Image Because of how final it is. And I think it's appropriate to apply to that tree in my backyard like it was for Israel. And I think there are seasons in all of our our own lives where we experience being cut down to a stump. I would suspect that many of us have something that we can think of. Maybe that's going on right now or that's gone on in the past where we were devastated and decimated. Maybe... It was our fault, maybe it wasn't, Uh, whether it's experiencing the death of a loved one or having a miscarriage or breaking up with a serious boyfriend or girlfriend, losing a job, living in a recession or going through a divorce. I had to walk alongside a couple of people in the last couple of years who were going through divorce and it was basically a, a front row seat to see them I and mean, to see their life basically be cut down to the stump. It's very, very painful to, to basically see a marriage like a tree rot from the inside out. And in both of these cases, my friends, it was the other spouse that made the decision very suddenly cut it off at the, at the stump. And by that, I mean they were kicked out of their homes. And they had to find a new place to live. Um, One of them lost their job right at the same time that all of this was happening. So he had that taken taken from under that person. Uh, They lost their circle of friends. Imagine that. You're friends with all these people and now you can no longer engage with that same circle of friends. Because, well, my former companion is still friends with all of those people. So I have to go and find new friends. Uh, they went through depression and anxiety and just deep days of grief and despair. And certainly, as in any marriage, it takes two to tango. So there was all kinds of fault wrapped up in their on their side of things with why things happened the way that they did. But it was a it was a front row experience to see someone literally their their life just get cut down to the stump, to lose almost everything that was a part of that particular part of their life. They were devastated. They were decimated. I'd like for you to uh, reflect quietly just for a few moments uh, about when um, there was a time in your life when you were cut to the stump. Uh, Or to identify where is the stump in my life right now? Where do I feel like I've been cut down and... Um, I'm I'm not very optimistic about growing back out in that part of my life. Just take a few a few minutes or well a few moments to reflect on um, where where's the stump in your life right now. Keep that in your mind. If you've got something there, as we continue talking, you know, I think in these times where we're cut down to the stump, we can't help but wonder: uh, Is it is it over for me in this particular part of my life? You know, will I ever have a companion again? Will Will anybody ever think I'm good enough to hire again? Am, am I going to have another chance at this? Will Will something grow up out of this again? For me in my life. Um, is it is it over? Is there is there any chance that there could be a tree again where there's a stump now? And it, it's certainly easy to, to lose hope and to get frustrated in those moments because that that image of a stump is pretty final again. Lots of stuff. It's not usual that stuff grows up out of stumps um, and bears fruit again. I think the Jewish people in the first, the first century A.D., around the time that Jesus was born, probably felt similarly. They had been cut down to the stump again for centuries. They lived under foreign powers now to find themselves under the thumb of the Roman Empire. And certainly they're asking, will we be a people again? Will we have a king again? Will we have independence again? Or is it over for us? Are we are we stuck here? Is this? Is this what our existence is going to be relegated to? And it's it's on the scene and into that conversation that comes this text from Isaiah 11, which begins with Isaiah saying a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from his roots. A branch will bear fruit. So Isaiah And God, through Isaiah, is reassuring God's people that something will grow up out of that stump again. That that what never happens in nature will happen with God. That there will be a shoot that grows up out of what was this dead thing in the ground. And it will grow up into a tree and bear fruit by God's power. That shoot is a new king in the line of David, the son of Jesse. Jesse. And show a picture of that big tree. And that shoot will turn into this great oak that will bear much fruit. And Isaiah 11 tells us that this leader will be the anointed one. The Messiah. The, the spirit-filled leader of God who will bear fruit from this tree in three ways. Number one, there will be fear of God. So people will be faithful to God. They'll respect God. They'll live like God has influence in their lives. Uh, The second fruit is justice. There will be justice for the poor and the needy. And the third fruit is that there will be peace for all of the nations. All the people of the world will come around this anointed one and the people of God. And there will be harmony in this kingdom and in this new world that God is creating. And it's Paul who many centuries later, eight or nine hundred years after Isaiah originally Has this prophetic oracle. And he's reflecting on um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And he's looking at Isaiah's prophecy. And he's saying, Isaiah 11 is like what's happened with Jesus. This, Jesus, is like that. Isaiah's prophecy. This, the death and resurrection, the advent of this new king. This is this is the kind of thing that Isaiah was talking about and hoping for in Isaiah 11. Jesus is the root of Jesse. He's a king in the line of David. Jesus is this anointed one filled with the spirit of God, the Messiah. Jesus ushers in God's kingdom and brings faithfulness and justice for the poor and peace for the nations, Jew and Gentile, Jew and non-Jew. This Jesus is like that Isaiah's prophecy, which is really how um, prophetic stuff works. The prophecy. Sometimes we think about prophecy as prediction. You know, so Isaiah somehow 800 years before the birth of Christ saw this picture perfect, clear vision of Jesus when he was probably thinking about Hezekiah. There was some. There was some historical rooting in the prophecy that Isaiah was offering in his day. But it was, it was centuries later when Paul and the New Testament writers and the early church leaders are looking on the Old Testament scriptures and they're they're seeing correlation. Uh, prophetic fulfillment is more correlative than it is predictive. It's, it's saying this, what we're experiencing now, is like that. What's happening in Jesus is like this... Shoot coming up out of the stump in the ground and bringing new life again to God's people. Enough about that. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Here's the bottom line The bottom line is that God can't be stumped. God cannot be stumped. God can bring life when there's devastation and decimation. God can create community where there was community no more. God can make a tree grow up out of what was just a stump in the ground. That's what He does for Judah when He returns them to their homeland after captivity. That's what He does for the world when He sends Jesus to give His life for the sake of the world to bring Jew and Gentile, Jewish and non-Jewish, everyone, all the nations of the world together in peace in Jesus. In justice and in righteousness and faithfulness, and that's what he wants to do for us. With whatever stump it is that you feel like you've been cut down to in your life, Jesus wants to grow something out of that. Jesus wants to bring new life where there once was death. And it's also what we wait for Jesus to bring again when he returns someday to restore the world. To rights for good forever. We wait for Jesus in all the in all the brokenness and all of the despair that we still experience. We yearn for the time when this stump of a cosmos is restored again and life springs up from that stump. Uh, I want to encourage you uh, in the moments that follow to take take that area of your life that you reflected on earlier. That you feel like there's been some devastation and decimation. Um, maybe stuff has started to grow again there. And you can praise God for that. Maybe it's barren. Maybe it's devastating. Maybe it's, maybe it's really frustrating. Uh, I encourage you to lift that part of your life up to God. And worship Him. Worship God as the one who causes trees to grow. Out of stumps in the ground. Because that's who our God is. Let's worship together.